Well, hello there. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm really good. My birthday. It is your birthday, <laughs> except we're going to pretend that we're recording Movies Monday on a Monday. But, um, you know, <laughs> happy, happy I know. On a Thursday, which is actually a Monday. Shit. <laughs> uh, and like this isn't my second go round of trying this, so <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how has your birthday been so far? Has it been great? It's been wonderful. And uh, you know, some of that has to do with you. So thank you, Rachel. Oh, thank you. I'll take that. Okay. So you have been invited here to be my first official guest um, uh, for the second time uh, <laughs> uh, for Movies Monday. So should we butter the popcorn and get started? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> okay. So what was the first film you remember seeing in the cinema? Um, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. And you're a uh, a turtle strunky. Who's the favorite turtle? Uh, Michelangelo, because he's the party dude. <laughs> right. It's it's the pizza and the nunchuck the nunchucks. I don't know how people pick anybody else. Uh, yeah. Ner- real nerds pick like Leonardo. But I, I don't mean like that. He just was always so serious. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I I've never been a Leonardo fan, but I, I guess I understood him. You know, but I, I can't always... get Raphael because he's a bit of a badass. Well, yeah, he had a temper too, though. So <laughs> he did. He is a cranky one. <laughs> okay, who, and who did you, who did you go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with? I saw it with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, and the first actually the first time we went to go try to watch it. It was so popular that there was a line going around the backside of the theater. So we didn't even get to go the first time we went. <laughs> we had to go back when it was busy. Oh, I remember that. I, I remember going to see it with my brother and his wife. And his wife had a little boy who was a year younger than me. And, um, and we went to like this major shopping complex in Sydney to watch it and um and they had like a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, stage show afterwards where the turtles were all dressed up and you could meet the turtles and that was really cool <laughs> yeah we didn't have that <laughs> sounds really awesome um okay well then uh so my next question would obviously be what is your go-to snack when you go to the cinema I like popcorn, but only if it's served by grumpy people. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you playing along at home, uh, when I was in the States, I kept telling Logan that everybody that I met was really, really nice, except for the two people that I bought popcorn from, and they were both really grumpy. And no matter what I did, I couldn't make them smile. And I just, yeah, I was a bit devastated, really, wasn't I? No, you were, you were perfect, and really 
everybody loved you. It must have just been the popcorn. I'm not really sure what was their what their problem was. So maybe, maybe it's a maybe it was about being around popcorn all day and not being able to eat it. That would make yeah. me grumpy. That would make anybody grumpy. I would think. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say is your favorite film or some of your favorite films? Do you, do you have a few? Oh yeah, I have some go-tos. Like I really like the movie Jaws. I find that I watch that every few months. Um, it's <laughs> at first it was just really scary. Like when I was a kid, but the more I watched it, the more I realized I just like the characters. Yeah. So it that's what I want what wound up growing on me more so than like the fear of sharks because I know the movie's kind of hogwash. Uh like <laughs> sharks attack people, but not really in that fashion, in that spectacular fashion. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it is it is a great film. It is a great film. It is one of my favorites as well. And um some really great lines that came out of that film too, you know. The, uh, yeah, you're gonna the, need a big boat. And... Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. You're gonna go in the water in that <laughs> with the power. <shark>. <laughs> but what yeah. I love what I love about what I love about that movie is that it is a scary movie. But it's it's uh it's a scary movie where the majority of what actually makes you really scared in that movie is the music. And he's used two chords basically to to make that, you know. Didn't, didn't. Like it's it's so simple, and yet you're terrified. You're like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, it's definitely iconic. <laughs> Very clever. All right. So if you had to pick a favorite genre of movies, what would be your genre? Uh, I'm a pretty big horror fan, but I also like action as well but i don't know i i like it probably depends on the time of year yeah i'm i'm a fool for a good christmas movie too so it's just uh (laughs) it it really depends i mean i I really like a lot of different kinds of movies but i I fall back on horror quite a bit yeah yeah i'm i'm a sucker for a christmas movie but i'm gonna pull you up on the horror thing Talk talk me through what was the what was the first sort of horror experience that you had? I uh, I was kind of like obsessed with Michael Myers and Halloween for a while, and he was like the first like horror movie character that I really got into. Um, so I like tried to watch all of the Halloween movies and, uh, I've, I've always just been a really big fan. I mean, the first movie was excellent because they used, uh, the, like the absence of light, the darkness, they play that against his mask. And so like, it really made him a lot more mysterious and spooky. Yeah. And it was, uh, it wasn't the violence in the movie. It was the, uh, the threat of violence more so. That kept you on the edge of your seat. So it was, it was just really well done, and also that's another movie where the the score is iconic. Like everybody kind of knows the Halloween theme. Like if you hear it, everybody's like, "Oh, I know that." Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, that's the kind of the first like horror movie that I kind of followed. I I find it still scary to watch even today. The original is, you know, I I still I mean I I've told you obviously, but I went to watch it at the cinemas last year um, on Halloween. On Halloween, I went to watch Halloween. <laughs> And I also went to watch the new Halloween. So I did a double feature. And um, and it's still terrifying. Um, it didn't help that the cinema had a guy there dressed up as Michael Myers. That, you know, scared the crap out of me. And I will not go and watch Halloween at the movies on Halloween ever again. Um, but, but, um, you can go with me. I, mean, it's a... I think it's one of those movies that's really stood the test of time. And it's still quite scary even now. So. Well, he's the boogeyman. That's the the other thing that I really liked about it was that uh, the doctor character Samuel Loomis like really foreshadowed that you know he didn't think that Michael Myers was treatable. Like he was just evil, and mm. he made it his point, like his mission in life, to make sure that he never got out. And of course, that all went awry. So, <laughs> but <laughs> he was a great character. So, what are some other horror, horror films that you really love? Oh, I like all the big ones, like <laughs> the Friday the Thirteenth series. Even though it got more and more ridiculous, uh, I, those ones are just fun. I mean, they you don't expect them to be a serious movie and. Anybody that likes or follows that type of movie just kind of expects a campy, like, you know, <laughs> expect the same kind of like things to happen over and over. And it's just that you become a fan of like, you know, the cheesiness almost of it. Um, also, like Nightmare on Elm Street is a terrifying idea because everybody sleeps and you have to sleep. So the idea that somebody can get you while you're right. sleeping because you're vulnerable <laughs> right you're vulnerable and that's that just plays a huge part of that movie and i always thought that those were very scary too just for that reason yeah no i um, agree with that then like you know there's other ones like the texas chainsaw massacre and there's uh the newer ones like uh, you know, obviously they've remade a bunch of these movies and I tend to prefer the originals, but uh, the, I think the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that wasn't too bad. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the remake of that. Um, oh, wait, I, I saw one with Jessica Biel in it. Is that the one that you're talking about? That was sort of yep, remade about 20 years ago? Yeah. yeah. It's, that one was Um, I actually, if we're talking, if we're talking modern horror movies, um, you know, I, I'm Australian. So I think that it's important to mention how, um, how there was two Australian guys who sort of re revamped, um, horror movies, I guess, for the masses again, um, and did it with a low budget film that broke box office and that was Saw. And it's led them to be able to do other incredible films. So, um, I like the original Saw, and then it just kind of got out of hand. They made it more and more over the top. But it, I especially like the uh, 
um, the main character of that is John Kramer. You know, the guy saw him, Jigsaw himself. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of an interesting character. So that's uh, kind of what kept me going through that whole series. And they just got more and more over the top with traps and all that stuff. And it. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree. So so from, from my understanding, the original Saw was actually a, um, was actually a film school project. Uh, it started as a film school, school project between um, Lee Whannell and James Wan, um, uh, who James Wan directed it and Lee Whannell uh, wrote it. Um, and from, from my idea was, that, from my understanding, it's that it started like that and then it just grew. And um, it's done incredible. I mean, like James Wan in particular has done these epic things for horror movies. Like the films to his credit, you know, you're looking at things like The Conjuring and Insidious and um, Insidious 2, Conjuring 2. He's made massive amounts of money. I mean, he's also done films like Aquaman and, and Furious 7. But he just like, you know, that that's a that's a proud Australian moment. And and I guess kind of what I like, um, I, I remember going to see Saw with my sister and, and that it was such a great film, but I really like The Conjuring. I think that's really clever. And and I think that it, it appeals to someone like me who loves horror movies but is also a total Freddy cat because it's it's got human interest in it and there's that little bit of a, ooh, could it possibly really happen? Because, you know, it's based on the idea of these these people that spent their lives, you know, following that, I guess, trying to, you know, Ed and, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So, yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I've just, sorry, I've gone on a tangent, but <laughs> I, I, um, I'm, I'm a fan of horror, obviously not to the level of you, but I, I am a fan of horror too. He's still there. Can you not hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I might have to keep touching my phone. Otherwise, it might cut out. Oh, that's okay. Uh, okay. One of the ones that I like, and a lot of people like, kind of turn their nose up at, are there's some Rob Zombie films that I think are really good. And like... He started off kind of modestly with House of a Thousand Corpses, and that one's really kind of cheesy. And it knows it's cheesy, and that's why I think it's okay. But then the one where he really kind of hit a home run was The Devil's Rejects. Uh, Which was the sequel, wasn't it? It was the sequel, yes. And that's where you are you find out more about this family called the Firefly, uh, Firefly family. And... Uh, it has one of the best closing sequences, most memorable for me. Um, it's the Firefly family, or <sighs> I can't talk, but they're driving down the road and they're about to get caught by the police. And rather than be caught, they're going to go down in a blaze of glory. Well, it's to the tunes of Freebird. Oh, good. And so, yeah, the closing moments of that movie are just, they're pretty unforgettable for me for that reason. Uh, but also, even though the characters are horrible, you come to kind of like them. 
So that's why that movie's it's very good, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> that's why movies are cool because, like, it, they're art. So it is whoever you know that everybody can have a different opinion about it. Exactly. And, you know, movies are about escaping, and and it really just depends on what you feel like escaping to and and I I'm somebody who watched Freddy versus Jason and I freaking loved it because it was hilarious right it, it wasn't you know I did not go into that movie thinking wow this is going to win an academy award but some oh, nobody would right, I mean. <laughs> right? sometimes see the way that I see it is sometimes I want to see a great piece of cinematic art and sometimes I just want to see The Rock save the world, and that's okay too. It's okay to want to see both of those things. It doesn't, you know, you know I think we put too much pressure on, on the type of films that we like. But, um, okay. Um, so horror, horror is your go-to genre. What's a movie that always makes you happy if you're not? Like what's a movie that helps make you feel happy? Oh... The Goonies. Oh, because the Goonies never say die. Yeah, that movie's it. Uh, that's in my top ten list that I made specifically for this. So, oh, you yeah. Made, you, okay, so you made a top ten list. I'm. I need to know your top ten list then. Well, like, okay. So, this is gonna get jammed up because. As I was thinking of them, I was like, "All right, I'll think of like five more." But anyway. <laughs> A lot of the ones that are on my top 10 list are just ones that I go to, not particularly because they're amazing movies, but because I love them. And some of them, you know, they just take me back to when I was a child or they take me back to a certain time. But anyway, um, Jaws is obviously on there because I already mentioned that I liked yep. it. Uh, there's a movie called Big Trouble in Little I China. Love Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> which has a cult following. It's... I watch it like every three or four months. I can't get enough of it. I love that movie. And then Halloween is on there, obviously. Just it's, but then I, you know, I go off to the right, and I I love Monty Python's The Holy Grail Mm -hmm. because it's just goofy. (laughs) And on my list, you're a set of coconuts, and you can bang them together and be a horse. (laughs) Exactly. also on there is Con Air, which I know you're a fan of. <laughs> Freaking love Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> so you cannot take Con Air seriously even a little no, bit. No, not even a little bit. And and the ironic thing <laughs> so, is, is that there's some some serious... I mean, Daryl Perry always makes fun of me because he thinks I'm obsessed with Nicolas Cage. I'm not obsessed with Nicolas Cage. I'm obsessed with Con Air. Um, I I think that you've got some truly tremendous actors in Connor. You've got John Malkovich, who is brilliant, and you've got um, uh, Colm well, Col Meany, you've got John Cusack, uh, John Cusack, and you've got Steve Buscemi. You know, you've got some yeah. truly brilliant actors in there who are all just, like, overacting to save their asses. Like, you know, there's... I- and, and I don't even, I think it's all on purpose even. I mean, they just, you know, it, it's sort everything of like, was so over the top in that movie. I, um, I, I don't know whether you've ever seen the movie, the remake of The Italian Job. So um, so the original had Michael Caine, but the remake is like Mark Wahlberg and Charlize Theron and Edward Norton. 
And there is a rumour that Edward Norton did that film because contractually he had to do a film with that company, otherwise he was going to get sued. And, um, and I tell you what, for anybody who likes Edward Norton who thinks he's very talented, I think he's very talented, but I understand that there are people that don't get Edward Norton. Um, for anybody who likes him, you can tell that that dude was ringing that in. That was literally a paycheck film because he's just mediocre in it. And um and I and I sort of feel like that with with Conair that these guys were like and this is going to be an epic fucking paycheck, you know John Malkovich is there going this is paying for the bungalow in France this is paying you know like let's just get the shit done. <laughs> and yeah, I love it. yeah, I love but I, it. I still think it's awesome though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, just... I love it. I love it. It's it's such a guilty pleasure. Okay, what else have you got? Oh, right alongside of that because I couldn't decide between the two was the epic Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Swayze. Swayze. <laughs> oh my God. I love Swayze. Oh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Uh, my, si- my sister Kelly, so. her whole life has wanted to marry Sam Elliott since 1987 when our dad made us watch a movie with Sam Elliott in it called Fatal Beauty. So Kelly's always, Oh, Sam I can't blame her. He's a pretty smooth oh, mustache wearing dude. He, you, yeah, the, the guy's got it going on. Okay, so the next one is Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction. <gasps> you uh, have me at which, Tarantino. Yeah, he's a brilliant filmmaker and he's a he's a nerdy student of the whole genre, so I, I like most of his movies Ooh, and I like most you like, like most. so okay so are there any that don't fall into the like category no it's just like the the hateful eight I had kind of like lukewarm feelings about yeah, it I thought I, it moved I, I think my expectations were too high right but Kill Bill was way above what I thought it was going to be right? I, so, and I I loved it that and the sequel were both just great. I, I thought that too. And I think my, I, I think this is where perceptions come into it because I went into Hateful Eight having read reviews saying it was freaking phenomenal. And I just, I, I mean, it was good, but I, I was kind of bored. Um, whereas with Kill Bill, I had read all of these reviews slamming the crap out of it. And I think I watched it the way that everybody should watch it, which is I watched part one and part two at the same time. Um, well, I watched part one and then I waited for part two to come out and I was fine but like but you see what I'm saying too like it's a good it's a good way to watch it with part one and part two I loved it I thought it was brilliant I you know Kill Bill I, I just I really loved I think you know I think if we're looking technically I think probably you know Reservoir Dogs Jackie Brown Pulp Fiction these may actually be better movies but I still really like Kill Bill I love kung fu movies too, and Kill Bill is a like love letter to kung fu. It movies. really is. It really is. I just I um Tar- Tarantino. I think I read somewhere that Tarantino worked in a in a video store, and yeah, and so to me, Tarantino is is you know I I relate to him in that sense of I too and you are well aware of this because once I get started, I can't stop. 
I am a film geek and I love films. And I really, and I think that when you watch his films, they really are homages to cinematic history and that he, he shows how much he loves filmmaking and how much he loves films in the way that he, he does things. And I just think, yeah, I think Kill Bill was brilliant. I think it was clever. And I think that, um, like you said, the, the, yeah, it, it is such a nod to Kung Fu and it is such a nod to, to just, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, yes, there's a lot of blood and guts in a Tarantino film, but even without it, you know, there's this, there's the scene when she's fighting Lucy Liu in the snow and the only sounds that you hear is that water feature. And it's just yep. so, it's just so epic. It's, it's really clever. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that he borrowed from samurai movies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and, and it's what very... I love though is that he acknowledges that. He acknowledges that where he gets his ideas from too. Like he's he's not out there going, oh, I'm the most original filmmaker ever. He he's <laughs> out there basically owning the fact that he's paying homage to other films and, and to other Right. You can tell he's a student and it is nice to see that. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other, the next one that I have down is one of my, like I found this in high school. I became a big Jackie Chan fan and like the favorite movie that he ever did was when he was young and it's called Drunken Master. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's just hilarious. I mean, it, he comes up with this whole style of drunken Kung Fu and the movie's just very funny. I've not, and it, it is, it's I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I do remember watching very young Jackie in They Call Me Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in he he had he was in a lot of movies. So when I started to become a fan of him, I dug through quite a few of his movies and Drunken Master was one of my favorites. So it's uh kind of holds a special place in my heart. And then along the same vein. The next one I have is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, which I don't even know if you know about that movie. No, I don't, no. See, I'll have to show you all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going the back Last to Dragon Iowa. A... Yeah, you... I hope so. <laughs> Soon. Um, yeah, I love that movie. It's got... <laughs> the main character is... Uh... It's Leroy Green, but they call him Bruce Leroy. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the villain in the movie is Shonuff. And uh, he's the Shogun of Harlem. Okay. And <laughs> there are so many just amazing, great lines in that movie. And it's just a lot of fun. It's really 80s. And you just have to see it. I mean, I watch it. Like <laughs> I watch it all the time. It's just fun. I mean, it's not an Academy Award winner or anything like that. It is just fun. But, and and see, and that's that's something that cinema has to be. You know, it has to. You have to have your ones there that are that are just fun, because. I mean, there there are incredible movies, and you know, like 
I I can go and watch Schindler's List and and just marvel at the absolute amazement that is Spielberg with Schindler's List. But what I love about Spielberg is that I can watch Schindler's List and think, wow, that was epic fucking cinematic history. And he, he that was a lifelong dream for him to make that film. And he made it and he did it so beautifully and mm-hmm. so well. And he received the accolades that he deserved for that. But this is also the same guy that did Jurassic Park and did Hook and did E.T. and movies that I can watch time and time again, that if I ever have children, I can watch them with my children. Um, you know, I like I'm subjecting my kids to all these movies. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite is to share with them as well. I love that. I love that because I don't know whether you ever, you know, whether I ever told you how it was that I got so into cinema. I probably did um, because my dad was so sick when I was young. My dad loved films, and and that was what we used to do. He used to come home from work, and he was so tired and sick. That he, you know, I mean, because, you know, this is a guy who would get up and work a, you know, 50-hour week and 60-hour week and still go to chemotherapy and go to work. Um, And um, because of that, he would come home and he would be tired. And so he used to teach me about films. And I was the only eight-year-old that could give you a critical, like, could give you a critique of The Godfather. And, you know, movies that were probably not age-appropriate at all, but I remember it and I remember it fully and, and I think it really spurred that passion in me for film. And, um, yeah. I do love The Godfather. That is a great movie. It is movie. great. But it's, I have to be, like, in a certain mood to watch the whole entire thing. Do you, do you know what's funny? I, I, different ones for different things so I actually think The Godfather Part 2 is a better film technically a better film than the original I love the original more but I think that the second one is is technically a better film they are the only two films in the same sequence to both win Best Picture at the Academy Awards Um, they are two of the only films where an actor has won an acting award for playing different actors for playing the same character because Marlon Brando mm-hmm. won for Vito Corleone and so did Robert De Niro won, won Best Supporting for playing Vito Corleone. Um, I, I also really like number three. Um, it's great for a drinking game um, and it's really, really good if you listen to the commentary where he tries to uh, defend casting his daughter as Mary. <laughs> I think that the third one has... has faults but I think the third one also had had great things about it too the first film I can watch anytime I can you know anytime I'm having a bad day if I'm sad or anything I can put on the godfather and I feel great the second one I only watch once every couple of years but it's still a brilliant film um and the third one I you know I generally will watch with the remote in my hand so I can fast forward to the bits that I like so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and look at you, you were worried. We've gone 10 minutes longer than we did last time. And we've done it easy. Shh, shh, shh. See, I didn't know I was, I, am I on a time limit? Because I don't want to. No, you're not, I don't you're not on a time limit. I don't set time limits. I'm, I'm not like even close to being done with even my list. And I know you have more questions. But like another one that I really like, and it's another like, guilty pleasure because it's not I don't know maybe some people really like it too and I hope so but it's Highlander okay and 
I love the soundtrack for Highlander and I love the idea of the movie. It's so science fiction and just so cool. And Sean Connery's in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next three are actually 80s movies. So the original Ghostbusters. (gasps) Yes. And they are talking about making a sequel. And I hope that's true. I've heard (laughs) that, yeah. Last I heard, Bill Murray still wasn't on board, which I hope he does get on board. You can't do it without him, can you? Like, I just, I am am his homegirl. Bill Murray is my guy. Um, Yeah. And for those of you that love Zombieland, Bill fucking Murray. Oh, there's a Zombieland sequel, yes, I think, yes, coming out this week. Yes, it actually is due out to here today, so I'm going to see if I can get to get to see it. Um, yeah, those Twinkies. Zombieland's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a great movie. Yeah, it is. I, uh, um, I like Woody Harrelson as well, but yeah, Bill Murray in Ghostbusters, it's he, necessity. He's just brilliant, isn't he? But you also, I, I think that if you... you you know, I mean, understanding, of course, that uh, um, Harold Ramis has, has passed away. So you can't right. you can't do the original without Bill Murray as well. Like, then it's not the original. It's just, a, you know, Dan Aykroyd and, Died. you know, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> they had, they had Weaver and the rest of the cast, you know, that's alive. Uh, and I said, man, that would be just great. Yeah. <laughs> I and, would, you know, I, I mentioned Goonies earlier. Yeah. Uh, Goonies will make you feel good, and oh, really that's really what you need. But right there on the same shelf is Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I love Back to the Future. I watched that hundreds of times. As, <laughs> as in, as well. I like Back to the Future. I um. I remember over here watching it when I was a kid. I remember Pizza Hut doing a deal where if you bought pizza, you got a free pair of Back to the Future sunglasses. <laughs> and they were like fluoro orange and fluoro green. And oh my gosh, I love those things. I loved them. <laughs> All right, I, I'm sure that I've gone over 10, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention a couple of Kevin Smith films that I thought were yes. great. Okay. Um, Clerks is like one of the things that just hangs in my head all the time. I love Clerks. <laughs> and <laughs> just front to back, it's probably, it is one of my favorite movies and I will watch it all the time. And then Dogma is also one of my favorites because I, I really like George Carlin and <laughs> I don't know. I just think the movie's funny. Dogma is my favorite Kevin Kevin Smith film. It is my favorite. I just think it's very very clever. I think he's done some great films. Um, I really like Kevin Smith. I I think he has that thing in common with Tarantino, where these are guys that just really really love film and really worship people that do. He is, but he's kind of he's really kind of fallen off the track in his last couple endeavors. Probably, probably. I mean, he, yeah, he's had different priorities. I think. I think he's, he's a, he's a guy that has gotten his health on track though, and he's lost himself a ton of weight. So, good on him. But I love, yeah, it is. I love dogma. <laughs> I love dogma. 
yeah, all of his movies are very good. I just like I can look fondly back on like Mallrats and even Clerks too. Mallrats and, high school. I just remember everybody being obsessed with that in high school. Right, Jane saw Bob Strike Back was I thought was also awesome because I think the very end of the movie when they have Morris Day in the time actually doing their thing I, I thought that was really cool <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah um yeah Kevin Smith is one of my favorite directors and uh probably because he's a nerd like me he loves comics and uh he owns a comic shop out in New Jersey oh does he yeah uh uh, Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash, I believe it's called. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. I think I actually had like 15 or 13 movies on my list. Uh, but it always changes. But also, um, there's a couple of anime movies that like The Fist of the North Star. I, I watch that all the time, even though it's not particularly good. But like, I really like anime. And uh, there's some, I, I, I do like, uh, let's see, there's another Japanese movie. It's called uh, The Seven Samurai. Okay. The Seven Samurai has been imitated and remade in nearly every culture. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a story that has just been copied and it, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's a brilliant film. Like if you don't, have, if you've ever watched The Seventh Samurai, you should definitely give it a shot. What was the one uh, I but... watched with you? My guilty, guilty pleasure. Oh no! I, I mean, I, I watched a samurai movie with you as well. Hmm. Where the the te- there was it was a town of samurais, samurais. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> You're not helping me here. I don't remember the name of it either. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. But I do know our other, our weird that other I don't film remember. that we watched together was the pirate movie. Yes, the pirate movie. Like, I, the funny thing about all these movies is like, the ones that I really like have like awesome bad guys <laughs> so, like the guy that's be the bad guy in the pirate movie is the pirate king and like i just love the pirate king he's awesome <laughs> so uh but it's a it's a remake of the musical called the pirates of penzance and uh it's set to like a more you know rock upbeat 80s theme and yep. it's it's very like there's some cheesy jokes in it and it's it's campy and fun and I love it. <laughs> I I'm a fan of campy and fun. <laughs> That's why I had to show it to you. I knew you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I really did. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Okay. So just before we wrap up, um, I am going to do a few quick fire questions at you. Okay. Hmm. If there was a movie based on your life, who would play you? Okay. That is going to be either Hugh Jackman or Gerard Butler. 
Oh, those are both good choices. Okay, who would play me? Uh, I did a celebrity look-alike thing with you a while ago, and that's Christina Hendricks. So, like, I think she'd be a good match for you. I'll take that. Um, that goes. But also, like, I'll take that. I know you love Scarlett Johansson, and you know, <laughs> just just for you, she could she could also play. Oh, so. I look nothing like her. <laughs> I, I don't really look very much like Hugh Jackman or Gerard Butler. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. What yeah, would so, your film be called? Um, Finding Sunshine. No, oh, that's a good title. I like that title. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be in it, then well, yeah, that that works. That works. Um, okay, it's coming up to Halloween. What is your favorite film to watch at Halloween? Uh, I like The Nightmare Before Christmas a lot. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, that's got a amazing sound. That... Mine, mine would have to be uh, probably Hocus Pocus. Although there is this ridiculously lame Hallmark movie that I love. Um, and and it's a girl that... Oh, my God. Oh. She, she nannies for a, a widow and his kids, and they fall in love. And um, she decorates the house with the kids and stuff. So I like that one, too. I can't think of what it's called. Um, okay. If you could only watch one film for the rest of your life, which film would that be? That's that's a different question. You're trying to throw me off here, huh? Oh yeah, just a uh, Oh my goodness. I think it's gonna have to be one of my one of my like feel good movies. Like I I would either want Goonies or Ghostbusters or Back to the Future or something like that to That's such a great answer. If I have to watch it like over and over, then it would be one of those ones like that instead of something serious because it's Okay, I is there anything that I asked last time that I forgot to ask this time? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think you just got the three that I wrote down. So. <laughs> okay, and um, I need to be prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for being my first guest for Movie Sunday. Um, this has been a whole lot of fun. You did amazing, so don't be so nervous. Um, and I will talk to you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Bye.